Hey everyone, welcome to the show. It's the Mark and Mark Podcast. I'm sports editor Mark Podolsky, and you are? I'm entertainment editor Mark Mazoris, a nervous wreck on NBA Finals Thursday. Really? You know how I do. You're really a nervous wreck right now. I'm not looking forward to it. The Cavs haven't been really tested in a while, and you know... Shouldn't this be like a thrilling time? This should be an exciting time? Well, you I mean, know I'm broken as a person, as a sports fan. You got your, you got your title last year. I tell you what. I'm more optimistic this year because I've seen it happen, but I still think... And I've listened to too many experts the last couple of weeks talking about how the Cavs have no chance against the Warriors, just as we said last year right. when, they, when they won in seven, so I know it can happen. All right, well, hold on. How old are you, are you, are you again? We got to put that out there? Yeah, put it out I'm, there. I'm 42. Okay, you're 42. I'm 47. I got five years on you. I'm a little more experienced when it comes to these things. You are. You're very wise. <laughs> right. The, the, the ways of the sports world. Right. As you get older, you should be less... Emotionally attached, you really should. I'm less than I used to be, really? but I don't want to be. You were worse. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I used to live and die with every like everything the Cleveland sports yeah. teams did. And Listen, it, I was like that, that too. That gets a little exhausting. It, it exhausts you. It does mentally. And that's why, like, I don't get too stressed out about these Browns games and stuff because you know yeah. I'm taking a lot. But like, as I've said before on this on this show, like, we're never, in my belief, unless the landscape of the NBA radically changes at some point. We're never going to see a Cavs team this cha- uh, talented again. Oh yeah, and I want to enjoy right. every bit of it. Well, that's and what I want you should do. Squeeze every, but and I want every, don't sweat it out. Wow, don't sweat it out. Just enjoy it. I just want kick back. I just want them to be all they can be. You know, the look, city. and they were last year, man. Last year was my, so great. Winning a championship was so great. My suggestion is you kick back, whatever your flavor is, open it up, have a cold one on the couch, and just say to yourself. How many people in this country, sports fans, would you like to be in a situation that all of us are in right now? And just oh, watching of history course. unfold. I mean, this is, and I'm being a little hyperbolic. I'm just, ner- you know, I, I yeah. think I think the Cavs should be the underdog. I think the Warriors are, you know, they add Kevin Durant. They're really good. Right. And I think a lot of things are going to have to go really right for the Cavs to win. And I'm not saying it can't happen, but man, I want them to win. I well, want you them know, to win again. You know, the way I'm looking at this is, it's almost appropriate because. ESPN's got a 30 for 30 coming out on June 12th and 13th as a two-parter. It looks like it might be one of their best ever. I mean, OJ Made in America was just phenomenal. That was right. that was a, an exception. That sort of needs to be in its own. Category. Yeah, I mean, I, I think seven part or five, 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 five part. You know, it's crazy. So, but a two-parter about the Lakers Celtics rivalry. In the yeah, that 80s. will be good. I mean, it, you know, this the trailer. I was like, wow. And so, and I, you know, that was an historic. Mo- era in NBA basketball. I think what you're, what we're watching right now, and not just Cavs and Warriors fans, but just if you're a fan of the NBA, this is this is history you're watching with this trilogy of NBA finals. It's never happened before. Even how, for how great Lakers-Celtics was in the 80s, they never f- played each other three straight times in the finals. I think they played each other three times in the finals. I think it was 84-85 and I think 87. So it was, it was a one-year hiatus in there. The they could have played four times in a row, but I think the the Rockets knocked the Lakers out one year in 86, I think. Yeah, 86, because the Celtics beat the, the Rockets when they had the Twin Towers of Sampson and Lodgman. Anyway, so I'm babbling on. But all I'm saying is that that was history That was history in the making. I remember watching it, and I remember I remember watching it thinking, this might be as, be- as good as it's ever going to be. And I still do think it is. I still, and ESPN just did a piece about is this the most star-studded finals ever? I disagree. And I think they're comparing it to the I one disagree. of the Lakers. 
But because uh, they're seven all stars, and I think when yeah. you look at the role players, I mean the Cavs have a lot of noteworthy role players. Yeah, but I just, I'm not saying I agree with yeah. that. I'm just saying it's a conversation to be had. It is definitely a conversation, but I still think if you and and you know, look, I grew up in that era. I was a teenager back then. Your your your, your beliefs and the way you right. think are are molded in that era. But there's look, there's no look. As great as the Warriors are, is there a Magic Bird type player in there? I don't know. I mean, on the other side with the Cavs, you got LeBron. He's definitely in that Magic Bird Jordan conversation. Right. Is Curry or Kevin Durant in that discussion? I don't know. You're sort of you're asking in a way: Do they have a top ten player of all time? Right. And they probably don't. Uh, but they probably have the four. They probably have four better players than we have four better. I'm not saying this right. You know. Well, we no, I'm trying. Have... I'm no, I'm comparing that with Lakers Celtics. Right. Where right, you right. had Magic Bird head to head. No, they just have they just have so much talent though. To add, to, like so much of what the Cavs did last year was let Harrison Barnes beat him. Great plan, worked pretty well. Yeah, can't do that with Kevin Durant. No, you know you. I, I it's gonna be fascinating. I'm not always the greatest at at breaking down what an NBA team is doing defensively. I'm a lot better at watching offense, but I'm gonna really try to figure out what the Cavs are trying to do because. Uh, they're going to have their work cut out for them. Absolutely. So let's get into a little bit of, of how you feel about this series. Um, obviously, the Cavs won last year. The Warriors won one year before. This is the big tiebreaker. You know, you wonder, you know, people are talking about, you know, the trilogy, the trilogy. And I'm, you wonder the way these teams are constructed. Like, they could meet for the next three years after. The, I mean, this right. could go on for like three, four, a, five, six, I heard an years. NBA podcast where they were trying to figure out what the word is for, you know, the the fourth equivalent of trilogy, and I, I can't think of it either. But, I mean, there's a good chance we'll all be back here talking about I this know. next year. But, um, you know, the one thing, as a basketball fan, you talk about people being excited, and I think you're right. There's a lot of talent to go around in this. It, but a lot of people are predicting just a Golden State route, and th- these playoffs have been so uninteresting. I mean, Golden State's 16-0, yeah. Cavs 16-1. and Yeah. Um, there just hasn't, you know, there was some competition in some of the lower rounds, but those teams you knew weren't going to be there. I think if uh, if this is one sided on either way, I think NBA fans will be uh, disappointed. Now, if it's one sided in favor of the Cavs, I can give a care what right. uh, other NBA fans think. But do you think we're going to get a good series? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, there's, you know, these analytics, and I think Jeff Shadell, our pro sports writer here at the New Herald Morning Journal, wrote about this. I think the ESPN, what do they call it, the, the Power Index, says the Warriors are ninety three percent favorite to win this series and it's ba- a lot of it's based on regular season stats and not the playoffs and i think if last year proved anything you just throw everything out the window when it comes to the regular season and even the first couple rounds i do i mean you know well that's exaggerating but i know what you're saying no i mean what i'm saying is that when you look at what lebron james can do when the pressure is on that really changes everything because he's the kind of player that there's, he he'll never he never admits it, but the regular season is like late and day compared with him. I mean, he's gearing up everything. You know, they're taking day, games off, and you know, we were talking about the way the regular end of the regular season played out, where he, you know, they didn't play the last two or three games, and basically just said, you know, wherever we're, they want to see us, put us in there wherever. But you know, when the playoffs start, it's it's going to be a whole new ball game. I'll say this to your point about the Cavs. I sort of had this. Not that this is a brilliant revelation, but but it's one I had late in the season or early in the playoffs. You know, the Cavs have all these bench players that you you've heard of. They're veterans. They're they're uh, reasonably talented. Maybe some of them their best days are behind them. 
But you see them when, when LeBron goes out, they still, the Cavs generally can't do much unless Kyrie goes off or right. something like that's happening. But what you re- and like LeBron plays a lot of minutes in a regular season game, but then you realize he's going to play even more minutes in the playoffs. He, you know, he'll play like 44 of the 48 minutes. And all of these guys are built to be put around LeBron James. Like you can take LeBron and put like almost any combination of four guys with the Cavs and have an effective unit out there. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep LeBron, if LeBron can continue to do this godlike work on the basketball court and, and not wear down, you're, you know, you got a good shot as any. Now, my concern is that LeBron's going to be tested, I think, defensively in a way he maybe hasn't always had to be in these yeah. other series. That's I mean, a lot of people are saying that the Warriors are better defensively than you, get, you think or give them credit for. Well, the Warriors, the Warriors are good defensively, but I'm talking about when the Cavs are on offense, I don't think you can put LeBron on a so-so guy and like try to try to conserve his energy. I think they're going to try to do that. You can try to do it, but like Draymond takes a lot of energy. Durant takes a lot of energy. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how the Cavs try to match up. I mean, that's the thing about this series. Is, I mean, it's it's the, the dream matchups. The three dream matchups are obviously Kyrie Irving versus Stephen Curry. Then you got LeBron James versus Kevin Durant, and then Draymond Green versus Kevin Love. Um, you know, they're obviously not going Which to... Which is go- not how I would have those people guard. But that's the thing. I mean, when if you if you do a matchups. Right. you know, list or whatever, you know, try to do an analysis. That's how that's going to play out. It's not going to play out that way. Right. At some point, they're going to be guarding each other. Oh, for There's sure. No but question. you're going to put J.R. Smith on Curry. You're going to put... Right. Durant, I'm sorry. You're but, and you're going to mix and match, and you're going to double right. team, and you're going to bracket. You're going to put love on Pachulia. Right. You know. Do, you know, but... I think what's interesting is how they guard the four. When Golden State has their starting lineup on, not their small lineup of death or whatever, you know, who takes out of... LeBron and Tristan, how did they handle Draymond and um, I think you got to Durant. Put, I think I don't think you could put Thompson on Durant. I just don't think he's fast enough. And he might Quick not be. And I think he, I mean, he does Th- a nice job though all Th- around. Thompson seems like the, the logical choice to put on Green. I mean, I think I think what you're going to see is in crunch time, is LeBron going to be either on Curry or Durant? Because who are they going to go to in, in crunch time? I mean, you know, I, I don't I haven't watched the Warriors enough. But, you know, it looks like they're pretty good, like the Cavs, with rotating the ball, finding open angles, For sure. corners. And, you know, you, you wonder. But the big equalizer is, you know, Durant is pretty decent at driving to the hole. Curry isn't that great. You know, he isn't, he's not known for driving to the hole. So, you give him an opening, he can do it. But right. But he's not going to do the Kyrie wizardry in traffic. Exactly. So I think, you know, can Irvin take Curry one-on-one late in the game in the fourth quarter? Hey, we saw it in a huge key moment. Yeah, and if and if that if that if you can do that, I think if you can conserve James's energy enough to where he's got to play Durant in the fourth quarter, I think that's a payoff. Now they got to figure out how to do that, which you know we don't get paid the big bucks to do that. But I think that's really interesting the way to look at. It. And then well, and then you also got to think about the Golden State Warriors on their end. You know, so what do they do with? LeBron, and more important, I think in my mind, what do you do? Who do you put up against Kevin Love on defense? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think probably got to put Pachulia in Love, don't you think? But I mean, could, but will, will, can he can they afford to extend him out to the three point line? Yeah, you make a good point. I mean, could you not put Pachulia on Thompson? You could have somebody have somebody more versatile chase Kevin Love around. Maybe, yeah. Boy, if Love could get going on the threes, you know, not totally give up the inside game, but but space the floor as he's been so good at. Right, that would go a long way. I'll say, that, you know, I 
as I wasn't last year and I was proven wrong, I'm, I'm not real optimistic the Cavs can win this. Uh, but I will say this, this coaching staff since, since Teron Lue took over, and even going back to David Blatt, when you give these guys time and you have LeBron, they figure some things out. And like it's hard yeah. for, you know, a lot of people think that the, the Cavs are going to get swept. I just don't see it. I just think with the time you're going to have LeBron to rest in between games and the way this, this team comes prepared, yeah. I'll, I'll just be really shocked if they don't at least put up a real fight, you know. You know, and you got Mike Brown on the other side, which is a little comforting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's weird. Well, there's rumors that Kerr might be back. Right. But uh, who knows? I think the thing with this series that is so unique to when you really, when you look back at last year, when you look at what the Cavs did, it was just really a, almost a once in a lifetime kind of event. I mean, obviously, first team in NBA Finals history to come back from 3 1, you know, just had never been done. But I think even more important, when they were down 2-0 on the road. I mean, like, when you're down 2-0 on the road, and it's like, you're like, you are on, like, your last leg. You know, and obviously they won game three to make it 2-1, but then, you know, they lose game four to, to go on 3-1. But, you know, and then you look back two years ago, they won game two, so they came back home 1-1. you got to come back 1-1. If you want to win this series, I mean, if you're down 2-0, Odds are you've got if you're going to extend this thing, you've got to win Game Seven at, at Golden State. If you're done, and and what are the odds of doing that two years in a row? It, you know what I mean. I, I hear you. So like this is why I think you got to get either Games One or Two. You have to. I mean, Cavs in the most the most logical Cavs win the series scenario is Cavs in six. Cavs doing it on the home court, yep. which would be amazing. Yes. I mean, it's the only thing we didn't get right. last year. And, and, and you know what? Thing. When you got a guy like James who's won, won in a lifetime, you maybe you can win two back-to-back Game 7s on the road. But do you want to – I don't know. Do you want to tempt that fate? You know what I mean? It's no, like, but it, as he showed you last year, man, you'll ride with him. You'll yeah. take your chances. Yeah. I mean, yeah, good – I mean, the Warriors do have to – you know, we. I can sit here and be nervous. The Warriors do have to deal with this yeah. – basketball machine crafted from rock with speed and power right. and uh it should be fun if it's if it's a crud series man i think we'll all be uh, the whole nba fan base will be disappointed yeah and you know jeff should also wrote kind of a really interesting thing that had i don't think it's been written about a ton you know, kevin love last year really wasn't healthy um in the finals last year i think he had a concussion in game two right they you know he really didn't seem like he was him, truly himself until Game Seven, when he was he did well on defense, he still didn't score a ton, and I think he scored maybe nine or eleven points, but he had fourteen or fifteen rebounds. Huge, yeah, yeah. He played really well on defense. So, you know, if you can get love in this series, you know, obviously we saw he didn't play two years ago at all. You know, so this is this is the first year we're going to see Kevin Love at a hundred percent with this team. You know, this is a bonus that they haven't had really the first two finals with the Warriors so that could be a big X factor I think Kevin Love right the coaching staff just doesn't seem to love the idea of the stretch four against the Warriors you know Channing Fry loses his minutes against yeah. the Warriors they but maybe maybe it changes when they feel they have a healthy love a healthy love and you know a lot of you'll you've heard this on the broadcast these color analysts saying Kevin Love's playing the best he's played in a Cavs uniform yeah. right now right so, look I certainly like that when are when are the when are the Cavs most impressive to me is when LeBron is driving and dishing, you know, and, and when you got love in that mix with Irvin and Jerry Smith, get Corver out there, Corver out there. I mean, that's when they're really dangerous. All right, so let's move on. But before we do, give me your prediction. Warriors and six. Really? 
In six, they're going to win at home. I'm going to say Cavs in six. I think they get one of these first two. I think they're going to hold serve at home. I think they'll lose game five out there. I think they come home, make history. Party in downtown Cleveland, which, you know, the legs we of what we saw in the parade might. <laughs> it won't quite be that. I don't know. It could, you know, and it won't be an amount of, yeah, that amount of people, but if they would ever clinch a championship at home, that would be something that would be a sight to be home. Yeah, my dream wish was to be they win it at home. Um, the parades on a day when I, I can actually go because I couldn't yeah. last year when it fell, and that it's not quite as unmanageable uh, of a thing. But uh, then we all got to buy T-shirts and hats again. Yeah, we'll sign up for that. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not a Mr. Parade guy. I'm more of post game, right after the game celebration. I want to. I love watching people's raw reaction. When they see something, yeah, you drove downtown last year. Right? I did. I mean, I, I remember working in the office, owning out the Dick Sporting Goods and Mentor. That I mean, there had to be two, three thousand people wrapped around May Company or not May Company, well, JC Penny over at the Great Lakes Mall, May Company. That's how old I am. <laughs> exactly. God. Um, but and then so I said to myself, I'm driving downtown, and that was probably one in the morning. And by the time I parked, it might have been pushing on two. It was like. It was almost like walking through the gates of heaven and like, wow, this is really what it's all about. It was, I mean, everybody it, was so my, happy. It was it's great. one of my regrets that I, I couldn't do that. Should've, you should have done or, it. Or I couldn't go to the parade. Um, yeah. I, let, let's, you know, considering what I needed to get through game seven, it would have been very dangerous for me to drive downtown, let's say that, uh, <laughs> after that. But, um, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm really frustrated that I missed the big communal experiences of this because I just watched the, the game with a close friend and then yeah. I had to work during the parade, but... Um, I hated just not being down there. Everyone was celebrating this experience that we hadn't had for 15 years. Did I ever tell you the story when I left here in the office? Because I figured, because we got an email from Dick Sporting Goods that they, before Game 7. Okay. Like in the mid-afternoon saying, hey, participating Cleveland area, Dick Sporting Goods stores will be open if the Cavs win. Team merchandise, blah, blah, will be available. You know, media is invited to attend. So, so I'm driving down Menor Avenue. It was like a scene out of the Dukes of Hazards. Like cars are flying past me. Cars are pulling into the driveway by the Barnes and Noble. I'm like, what is going on? Like beeping horns. I'm like, and I get out and it was just like a mass of humanity. People wow. just going crazy. Like, oh yeah, it was, it was. Hey, we didn't have any practice in this. We I know. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was so different because it was like something you'd never seen before. Like you said, you don't really know how people are going to react. And it'll be funny to see if, not funny, but like interesting to see how people will react a second time if they do it. I, you know, I wonder you know? about our collective mindset had the Cavs lost last year, which they had every right to do after being down 3 right. 1. You know, I was able to take this, even though I got upset during this regular season at times, I think I took it more in stride because, hey, this team's proven something to me. We've got a championship. You know, at least we got that, blah, 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 blah. If the Cavs had lost again last year and I thought they were going to lose this year, I just, I wonder, I, I'd be looking forward to it a lot less, I got to tell you. Right. All right. So my prediction, I'm going. Did I say? Right? You said uh, Cavs and six. What did Jeff Shadell? Uh, he, he's him? saying Cavs and seven. That's he, what he. That's what he said last year. I know. Year, and he was right. I know. So. I think we. I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think we're all sticking to our predictions from last year, which I like on a super. Did I have Cavs and six? I think. You I did. think I might have too. I think you did. Yeah. Um, he definitely had Cavs and seven. Right. I definitely had Warriors and six. So. You might have had Warriors in seven. I can't remember. Yeah, one of those I, two. I might have. I can't um, remember. But uh, hey, we'll go cast. We have to go land. back and listen to the tape, yes. which we're not going to do. So anyway, let's go on to the other big event of the weekend. 
not in sports, but in pop culture and specifically movies. Wonder Woman is on the big screen finally after more than 75 years. Really, you know, one of you know they they DC's blocks. They're three big blocks: uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They call it the Holy Holy Trinity. Which yeah, I, let's get this woman a movie already. I know. Jeez. So and 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 you know we both saw it on Tuesday night. Uh, I had a I love I liked I loved it. You liked it. I, I, lo- it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I think it was important for a lot of different reasons, which we'll get into. But just give me your general your views of the movie. Um. So just to set up, and this is kind of how I started my review. Uh, you know, we've been hearing for weeks as soon as they started showing this to people, uh, critics and whoever else that got to see it before we did. You know, really good buzz about it. This is the best DC movie you were hearing, and, and I agree it's the best DC movie. But it just didn't it didn't set it apart that much for me. It it kind of was to me like a an average to good Marvel movie. And hey, great, that's an improvement for them. They're not usually, in my opinion, up to that level. Um, I found it entertaining. I, I I like Gal Gadot fine. I you know I like Chris Pine from the Star Trek movies a lot. I thought he added a lot. So I think it's a good, entertaining, well done movie you should see. But like a lot of these movies, I think. It's too long at two hours and 20 minutes. It drags in spots. I just didn't think they did anything truly interesting, anything I hadn't seen before. So I just think some of the hype is overblown. But hey, good for DC. I want them to, you know, more good movies are better for all of us and better for, it's like sports, good competition. Right. You know? So um, I hope people really like the movie. I hope it uh, is a sign that DC is going to get catch up with Marvel a little bit quality wise. But um, I just wasn't. I just wasn't enthralled for two hours and 20 yeah. minutes like I would have liked to have been. I, I disagree with you on, on, on several points. When you say you didn't see anything new or interesting, I thought I thought it was like a mishmash of like a romantic comedy, an, a coming-of-age story, which I, I'll get into with this. I thought that was one of the most interesting facts of the movie, her coming-of-age story. I, I did mention in my review that it's part part romance, part action-adventure, and part fish-out-of-water story. Right. That's what I enjoyed the most. I yeah. compared it. There's a million movies you compare it to. The movie that came to my mind was Crocodile Dundee. Right. You know, suddenly she's in, uh, well, it's World War One era, but suddenly she's right. in London. You get a you know. period piece, too, which you don't get a lot in these superheroes. Right. Movies. So it, it was, I will give you that. It was an appealing combination of different genres. I did right. like that. But not that we've never seen it. Right. No. That's a high bar. I, I, mean, I know. know. I understand what you're saying. But I do think it's not just that typical superhero movie, I'll give you so that. I'll give you that. You're right. But i tell you what is really interesting about this film. And I know it got panned by the critics, and I know a lot of people hate this movie, but if you get a chance, go back and watch Batman v Superman. I know. You got Mark over here sighing. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Or wait, you know what? Better yet, just go back and watch the parts with Diana slash Wonder Woman, who's never been called Wonder Woman. And this is not a spoiler. not been called Wonder Woman in BBS was never called Wonder Woman in Wonder Woman right. in this film. I'm, you know, not a big spoiler there, but it's just kind of interesting. She has not been mentioned as Wonder Woman yet. So if you go back and think about the way they portrayed her in Batman v Superman, very elegant, and not that she's not elegant in this movie, but very elegant. You could tell she's very powerful, very kind of uh, work tested. Like she's been through the rigors of, of you know, being a whatever superhero, whatever she is. And it's just like, and you, and you go back to watch this movie, and so raw, so innocent. I mean, clearly she like, she looks the same, but you feel that she's 10, 15 years younger in this Wonder Woman movie, because apparently, you know, she's a 
some sort of goddess. She doesn't really age in these movies. Right. But she just feels like so much less mature and so innocent. And I and, and it takes me back to two movies in particular. Two that I absolutely love. The original Superman movie, Christopher Reeve, 1978. That kind of bumbling, stumbling, fun-loving guy. She does a lot of that in this movie with her. And Captain America, the first Avenger with, with Chris Evans when he's, you know, the scrawny guy and becomes the superhero, super soldier. And that's also based in the, the first, I think, or second World War. This is based in World War One, right? Right. Okay. So I think that if, if you want to use any sort of reference to Wonder Woman, I would say Superman, the movie, 1978, and then the first Captain America movie. Well, you're right. There are a lot of things to like in this script. I think they did a good job of making her... Uh, you know, she, in a way, she's almost a child, and in, in that she hasn't been exposed to right. the outside world, and she's very she's lived in a very simple world of surrounded by these you know basically warrior princesses or yeah. warrior women or whatever who are uh, you know made of strong stuff and they're they're um, what's the word I want virtuous and, mm-hmm. and all that. So now she's surrounded in a much more complex world where there's evil, and right. she just wants to fix everything right away. She's impatient and yeah. naive in I thought a very believable way. And that's where I thought the, the the Chris Pine characters, Steve Trevor, uh, they really work nice together. Very good balance. And yeah. he's a good guy, but he's more of a pragmatist, and he's been in this terrible right. war, and he knows you just can't you just can't run on the battlefield right now. You just can't run in this yeah. thing. You know, you, you're playing a bit of a longer game. I thought that dynamic really worked nicely. I, and I tell you, the action was great. She, she is, man. She is. She has a way with this role. I think Gal Gadot. Um, she owns this role. I mean, it's it's almost like. The way Christopher Reeve owns Superman, I think she's going to own this role, and that's exciting. And I think another thing that's really important for this film is that you know we're finally getting the first great female lead in a superhero movie. It's been long overdue. I, I agree with that, and I think it's great that now, like, remember, I don't know if you saw, there was like I saw little girls with the what do you call the the, the thing they wear, the crown, or yeah, I don't know what you call whatever, that. but I, the Wonder Woman thing she puts on her head, and just, I just want to see girls. Getting excited about superhero movies, and you know, and, and even like my like my wife, big she she can't wait. We're going to see the movie again tonight because she you know she wasn't able to make it. She wasn't able to make it on Tuesday. She wants to see this. I mean, you know, I think it's great that like last year we had Ray and Force Awakens. And now we're getting Wonder Woman. I think I think we need to do this more. I think so, these movie pr- these uh, production companies need to do this more and invest more in this. That that segues into something that I find interesting that I, I want to watch for. What you mentioned Ray and The Force Awakens. Um, so they do a what you're talking about, do an admirable thing. Put a put a female in the lead role. I mean that I'm not sure where the series is going to go, but for right now, certainly the new store the new Star Wars revolves around Ray. And then Hasbro Hasbro, excuse me, who has the toy right, rights, they did. didn't make enough Ray toys. I know. Because I think, you know, and I'm going to oversimplify it, and I hope I'm not being unfair to them, but didn't think enough girls would buy these things, boys aren't going to want to buy them, right. and they couldn't keep them on shelves. And some combination of, I hope girls want to buy Wonder Woman toys, and I right. hope they make enough. Yeah, that's a good point. I just think that was a, I don't know why I care so much, but it's a crummy situation that a girl who wanted a Ray action figure couldn't get, get one. one. Yeah. Um, I bet there was a lot of them that would have liked to have them. Yeah, and I just, it's, uh, you know, but we've... We've now seen two Star Wars movies with a female lead. We've seen Wonder Woman. The, the Ghostbusters were yeah. remade with. So I'm glad to see. Every time this happens, even if the movie doesn't turn out to be great, I'm I'm always excited to see it happen yeah. because women definitely get the short uh, 
end of the stick. Absolutely. And, and here's another thing I'm, I'm really hopeful for, and, it's, and you know me when it comes to box office numbers. You know, we could talk about how great this is, and you know, it, you know, we need to mention this. I mean, the the, the, the Rotten Tomato score, it's incredible. I mean, I, the last I time I checked, it, it was ninety six percent. I mean, that, to me, that's one of the best things that could ever well, again, come out so of this I, film. I have my I have my complaints with this movie, but. It's ultimately a good movie, and it's one of those movies I can't see hate. If you hate this movie, yeah. I don't get it. You right, know? I know. You know, it's at least okay. Right, it it at least gets a passing grade. So let's just say it doesn't stay at ninety six, but let's say it stays in at ninety percentile. Even that is, you know, DC is they're throwing a party today right. because I think if they thought if this was came in at seventy seventy five, they think they were going to be aesthetic to be. In that ninety percent, I mean, any movie in the ninety percentile of Rotten Tomatoes is astronomical. But to me, I think the biggest thing that I want to see that come out of this weekend, and you know, they do these tracking numbers, which they've been off before, big time in the past. I remember uh, Jurassic World two summers ago was tracking at like one forty, and it came in at almost two ten. You know, they, they, there has been some instances where it's been way off, but I think I was seeing it was tracking at 75 to 80 million, maybe a little, even a little lower, maybe 65, between like 65 and 80 million opening weekend. You know, if that, I'm really, if I want to see this thing hit over 100, and if it hits over 100, that's where I think you're going to see the biggest impact when it comes to the future of female leads and superheroes. I mean, Brie Larson is playing Captain Marvel. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think it's 2018 or 19. I mean, I'm telling you right now, Marvel is looking at this and saying, if they see 100 million coming with Gal Gadot, you're going to put an Oscar winner in a Captain Marvel role, which not many people know about. I mean, you, I guarantee Marvel's like, we're going to make this happen. Well, you I'm know? surprised we haven't seen a. Uh, I'm drawing a blank <coughs> on the character's name, but Scarlett Johansson, Marvel Black movie, Widow. Black yeah, Widow. I'm surprised we haven't got a Black Widow right. movie, especially because you could supplement it with a couple of male heroes right. in supporting roles. Right. You know, they like to shuffle those things around. Um, I just want to give one caveat to, you know, when you write a movie review, as you know, you see it one time and then you do the best you can judging the movie on one mm -hmm. viewing and. Um, I will say, I don't want to mention the theater because they didn't do anything wrong, but they held the screening at an older Cleveland area uh, theater with a smaller screen. We sat, very, the press seats were very far back. That is not how I want to enjoy a movie like this. You know, we're spoiled by some of these big theaters That's in town like Valley time. View. I like to sit a little closer than I did. I like to have a really big screen with really killer sound. Yeah. And none of that was really there for me. And I, I think if I end up liking this movie on a second viewing more than I did this time. I think it's because I just wasn't pulled off, pulled in enough and engaged enough. And part of it was the viewing experience. Part of it wasn't the movie itself. You know, you try not to let that filter in, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I just wasn't as pulled into this movie as I like to be in those type of movies. So right. I will give you just that little bit of a excuse for myself. If, if everyone in the world thinks this yeah. is the greatest movie. And you, and you know, I'm, 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 I get obsessed sometimes, sometimes about box office stuff. And I, I love the summer movie season and i'm wondering you know i thought wonder woman had a pretty good shot to maybe be top five summer domestic for um that'll be interesting and i think with how great this rotten tomato score is to me look whether or not people it's legit or not people look at that and think that has an effect i think it does have an effect whether people go or have not they started parading around the ads yet with like Critics I'm sure they're going to. Sure they're I, I, I've seen a lot where people have posted, you know, or like teasers, like unbelievable. This is fantastic. You know, those kind right. of quick, 
quotes on the screen and everything from like the big time uh, film critics. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they start sowing like ninety six percent rotten tomato, <laughs> whatever. But you know, um, I, I just I hope I hope this turns into something that if it can get to the top three, that would be huge. I mean, I, to me, I think Guardians is well on its way to be in top two. I think Despicable Me is going to do really well. I think Spider-Man Homecoming, I think probably will be the number one. I just think there's a lot of buzz about this film. It's coming out at the right time. And then you can never sleep on those Transformers movies. Oh, God, I know. And you say domestic. Those do huge. I'm talking about, you, you're right. Is so, international. But domestic, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. If you look, I'm always surprised at how many people are still interested in those movies. And, uh, did you see what the Pirates did? Not a, not a great opening weekend. Yeah, I think people are a little fatigued at the Pirates. Yeah, thing. so I mean, you know, Wonder Woman, I know there's some films that are coming out um, in June that are, are going to be like War of the Planet of the Apes and everything, but we'll see. You know, if this thing gets to be like a, a steam, you know, steamroller, it, it could be, you know, that, that would be a fan. That would be an unbelievable story if that was the number one movie of the summer to me. And, there, you know, again, just back to things to like about it. Um, great supporting actors in yep. this movie. Um, I wish they got more to do. We see Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright early right. in the movie. And then David, Th- I never say his name right, Thewlis, I'm not sure, from the, he's been in Harry Potter, he's in the current season of Fargo, he plays a key role, a British uh, right. British officer. Um, so there, again, there's a lot to like about this movie. I always come across like I'm, I'm too much of a hater, because I like to point out what I didn't like, but there's a lot to like about this movie. I mean, like, in, I love those typical heroic uh, moments in those in movie superhero movies when they do something incredible, and you're like, kind of the dust settles, and you're just like, yeah, but it's just so. It's like in any other type of movie, you're like, yeah, okay, it's just another kind of moment of triumph for a hero. But when you see a woman doing that, standing alone, it's kind of cool just to see it for the very first time. It, you know, something else to compliment the movie on, I, I'm only thinking about now, is that, like, Gal Gadot is beautiful and she's certainly a sex symbol, but I don't think that movie, which is directed by a woman, Patty Jenkins, I don't think that movie tried to really sell her as a sex symbol in it no, or you no, know, there's no right. ex- exploitative uh, material. So again, there's a lot to like. I'll tell you what, you know what else shocked me? And, you know, because you just hear what people talk about, you know, she's not a great actress. She pulled it off very well. I think she pulled it off. I don't think she's a She great wasn't actress, great, but, but I right. mean, she like... Now, as I said in my review, I think she, 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 she comes... Wonder Woman's got to be capable and fierce and smart and, and all those things. She does that and then... She handled the humorous moments well enough. I think right. Chris Pine kind of carries those scenes, yeah. but she did she did enough to make it work. So hey, hats off. Absolutely. So all right, we're gonna wrap it up. Also, go see Captain Underpants. We both kind of like that. That was that was fun. Movie. I think that's uh, that was a fun. For, movie. If you have boys of that age, you know these boys are in fourth grade. Oh my gosh! I think, um, it's it took me back to that age. Yeah, it's it was it was really really clever movie. That could be a, a little mini sleeper of the summer. Yeah. We'll see because that movie. Because, you know, there's that Despicable Me 3, Cars 3, and I think Captain Underpants. Those three are going to kind of fight for that family movie dollar all summer. I don't know. We'll see. I bet you those other two are going to be pretty decent. Yeah, I don't think Captain Underpants will be as big. Um, you know, we talked to the one critic I know who took, I think, his two granddaughters. And you, I forget sometimes how gender plays a role. And right. they weren't as into it. Yeah. Whereas I think a young boy would be like, this oh, is great. My boy Sam, he loved it. Exactly. He thought it was great. So, all right, so we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back in two weeks. Hopefully, in two weeks, we'll be talking game 
Seven? Series Six? could be over. Might would, not that, be. would that be two weeks from today? Would that be a Thursday? Would that be a game I think Six? They'd, they'd finish game, yeah, I think Thursday would be Game 6, and I think they'd finish on Sunday. Sunday. So, so a lot is going to be happening from now until then. So Defend the land, baby. Until then, thanks for listening. This has been a production of the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio, part of 21st Century Media and Digital First Media.